Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Sentinel Technologies, the Insight Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Taher, the social media and marketing specialist here at Sentinel. And today joining me is Mr. Michael Sewell, the National Director of Enterprise Architecture and Innovation here at Sentinel. Thank you for coming on. Happy to be here, Daniel. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. You want to elaborate a little bit more on your role at Sentinel and what you do? Yeah, certainly. So as a national director of enterprise architecture and innovation, I specifically focus on public cloud technologies and traditional data center technologies. So a lot of security discussions, a lot of business value discussions, and really focus around product development and making sure our customers have great experiences with the different technologies we support. That is excellent. So today you're joining me and we're going to be speaking on secure cloud adoption strategies, correct? Now, Correct. Uh, the adoption of public cloud services can offer customers a number of business advantages. And as businesses find new ways to gain value from public cloud services, they need to ensure the best security practices are applied. Now, I know, Michael, you just presented at SAN's uh, security, uh, Cloud Security Summit yesterday on AWS Identity Models. And you spoke on modern identity strategies to securely manage your cloud infrastructure. So why is that such a critical topic for secure cloud adoption? Yeah, and it, it's an interesting topic because it's a, it's a long-standing issue. Identity has always been difficult. And now the business-to-business integrations and integrations with service providers, like your software-as-a-service platforms, whether they be maybe uh, ServiceNow or Salesforce or Office 365, uh, now you need to make sure that your users as an individual, their credentials make sense and you aren't making their experience in those applications worse or more complex. And so the other interesting part is whether it's infrastructure as a service, platform as a service, or software as a service, within the public cloud, you have the shared responsibility model. And in all models, the identity layer is always the customer's responsibility. So identity is a critical piece and it's pure foundation around how you secure any public cloud applications. Very interesting. So talking about critical pieces, what are some of the critical gaps with securing public cloud infrastructure? Yeah, some of what we see is definitely identity. Uh, Usually there's a lot of legacy infrastructure that's been built upon, whether it's a human resources information system or integrations into enterprise resource planning systems or customer relationship management systems. And usually a lot of that's predicated on your Active Directory infrastructure. Most organizations have a Active Directory, uh, but to say that it's tightly coupled with the actual business outcomes is sometimes a gap. And so bringing that into the public cloud, it just causes more headaches. And so one of the critical pieces is making sure that we sure up that identity and make sure that users are identified and can actually use those applications properly with the right authorization. So this segmentation helps you know, between accounts and subs and uh, maybe role-based access control <laughs> plays a part in this, right? Yeah, and, and that's the another great area is the public cloud technologies give us new segmentation barriers. When we were 
on-prem, we were somewhat limited. We had maybe network segmentation or depending on your hardware or software platforms, there's some sub-segmentation in their coding. But in the public cloud, you can create two AWS accounts side by side, or you can have completely independent Azure subscriptions side by side. And now you have a clear segmentation barrier that is a definitive blocker for any lateral movement from a security perspective. So this is used to limit resource actions taken? Yep, exactly. And so by doing that, there's this implied boundary. Uh, we know that if I give developers access to a specific account that is different from their production account, those developers can't accidentally take actions or be given authorization to take actions on resources that are production resources unless we explicitly make that correlation. And so it does help just make sure that that security, it, it goes sort of back to maybe Mark spoke about it last week, the, the zero trust model. Oh, yeah. Don't trust anyone. <laughs> Even within your organization. Never know. Yep. Uh, so how Sentinel ties into this, uh, we definitely have partners who offer solutions, uh, but this goes a little bit back to our consulting services. So maybe you could touch on that? Yeah, of course. It, it definitely starts with having a good plan, understanding what the business goals are. And that's why we usually start these with uh, envisioning sessions. We start these with consultative sessions. We want to understand what the driving business goals are of any cloud adoption. Uh, there, there's certainly technical justifications for public cloud adoption that make perfect sense. And there's a lot of value in those types of technical decisions. But when you start to get into driving public cloud adoption from a business decision, you start to see tremendous value. And it's usually it's something that can even differentiate an organization against their competitors in a market space. Very interesting. So uh, exactly what is Sentinel offering that, that you would be able to touch on hands-on? Yeah, so we definitely have, through our advisory services, we do consulting where we end up going through your with your organization to identify the best plan for adoption of public cloud services. That's a great starting point. And then we've also got the ability to work with your teams to make sure that we actually get those implementations in place in a very time efficient manner. Very. So uh, we're segueing off of common pitfalls in public cloud security. Now, how can an organization determine if adopting the public cloud is the right fit for them? Yeah, and one of the simplest sort of correlations I've seen is if your IT infrastructure is a core differentiation in the way your business goes to market, then having those infrastructure components in your data center likely makes sense. If your market differentiator isn't IT related, then it's probably not your core business function to be trying to compete with an AWS or an Azure. So that's usually one of the good indicators. Uh, also, there's a lot of simple benefits from how fast you can go to market the ability to rapidly prototype something and validate if it even can function 
And then if it does and you can build traction and build a marketing campaign around it, then you can scale it very easily. And you don't have hardware lead times. You don't have install times. It's very fast and it's effectively on demand. And in the sense of if that is a situation where that endeavor is a failure, you can fail fast as well. So if that's something that did not work and the business decides that it wasn't worth the investment, you can turn off all those resources and you don't have a sunk capital expenditure. So this rapid uh, time frame you're talking about, I mean, uh, you can en essentially end up with the same day delivery or if you're doing like a time scale something from maybe months. Yeah, even way. days. Uh, so yeah, we... I mean, a lot of our projects, if they're, uh, depending on how unique the situation, but we, we like to target two weeks. So if we're getting some of that core functionality in place within two weeks, that's an awesome target. And that's how fast we want to move because that's how fast our, our customers need their businesses to move. Now that is an awesome target. So uh, use cases. What is one of the most interesting use cases you've seen for public cloud? Yeah, I think uh, recently a really cool one was the integration of one of our customers having to adopt a work from home strategy where they needed to provide their employees access to internal corporate resources, but they didn't have the infrastructure to facilitate that at scale. They, they were a traditional organization. The majority of their workforce was in the office. And so shifting 70% of their workforce to remote work wasn't an easy uplift from a hardware perspective. We were actually able within a week in this case to get the core functionality stood up in AWS workspaces. And so effectively we gave them a minimal entry point into the public cloud which let them scale on demand for however many of those workers and shift workers needed to be online and when they needed to be online. And they were able to get a standardized user experience that was very similar to when they were in the office. That's very good. So how yeah. do productivity still from home? Exactly, and making sure that it can be delivered fast. I think at the time, due to the pandemic, uh, most of our manufacturers were having difficulty getting hardware. And so having a seven day turnaround was very appreciated. <laughs> yeah, I want to thank you so much for your time. Very yeah. insightful. This is the insight podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Michael Sewell, Daniel. Tom. Happy to be here. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. So take care and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Daniel.